0: All right, we are live again with another Natural Health 365 podcast. This time, something that I think is going to be a refreshing break for a lot of you who have been tuning in maybe a little too much. Don't be mad at me. Into the mainstream media, there's a lot of negativity that is being put out there. I think a lot of that negativity Definitely puts us in a very dark place if we're not careful. And today, I've got a good friend of mine who's uh, with me today to talk all about this and his new book, which couldn't have come out at a better time. Seth, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me, Jonathan. I appreciate that.
0: So let's get into it, brother. What do you want to first start with? Talk to people about, and you know what people need to know because you know we talked a little bit off camera. Everybody is stay at home, lock yourself in the house, stay safe, don't go outside, stay away from people. It's got to be flipping you out now, especially knowing where you're coming from, right?
1: Actually, it's having the opposite effect on me. It seems like the more chaotic things get, the more calm, the more peace I get, but that's not by default. You know, that's because I have diligently worked to create new habits, to create new ways of being that are very much in alignment with the greater reality, right? Not this temporary fear-based reality that so many people subscribe to because they are being spoon-fed what to think and feel. No. The The opposite is actually what is possible, which is that within each of us is a complete miracle happening. Some kind of energy is allowing our heart to beat. It's causing all these amazing autonomic reactions and functions in our body to happen it's an inner nature right there's some kind of inner nature that when we take what little bit of intelligence we have and start directing it on this to this innate intelligence of our being then suddenly we're not stuck in these limited perspectives we're not stuck in a fear-based perspective of what we think reality is we're much more at peace And we have a much more augmented perception of reality.
0: You know, Seth, you talked a little bit about perceptions and our senses and our body a little bit. But in in the same sense, as I was listening to you just now, it seems like a lot of people perhaps get fooled by their senses, right? Like they watch TV and they see a riot in the streets, or businesses burning down, and they're a business owner. And the emotional aspect of that can be very destructive. So what do you say to people about like what you're already going towards already? How do you get out of that and don't let that drag you down?
1: So I can empathize being a business owner myself, having been in the natural foods industry for over 20 years, just being super passionate about, you know, not necessarily the way modern society was going, but the potential that it has to go if enough people get healthy and get kind of on the right track. I've watched my own personal life crumble. You know, I got arrested I lost everything that I had. I spent three years in prison. I, My finances, everything, my health, just everything completely crumbled to the ground. And I was at rock bottom, okay, just literally to the degree where how is, how am I ever going to get out of this? And I realized I, in that predicament, I had two choices. One, I could continue to subscribe to the fear that I was feeling, which led to a cascade of negative thoughts of, you know, fear-based emotions, anxiety, all that stuff. Or in that moment, I can make a decision like, okay, I'm at rock bottom. If anybody is going to get out of this mess, it's going to be me. And if that's the case, then what do I need to do to create a new life? To attract the things that I want to attract when I'm stuck inside of a living hell, right? Literally, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of it. You,
0: you know, yeah, I, I, yeah no, I, I, I can relate to what you're saying. And I, I think what you're defining is to, to make it simple, there's like two people when a challenge or something really, really hard, something horrific is happening in front of somebody, it's like you're either a victim or you interpret what's going on like no you wouldn't vote for something like that to happen to you you don't want it to happen to you but you see it as a challenge right you see it as you know what this really isn't me and i am going to get out of it it's it's basically what i'm saying a belief in something else other than what you actually are going through that is so horrific that i think is really the key not only to surviving but you know transforming becoming such a better person and and I know that's where you're coming from now and it's the way you wrote your book to really hope to imp- impart this idea and I'm sure so many other ideas as people read your book no
1: yes you're you're absolutely right and my point wasn't saying all that is when you feel like everything is crashing to a halt you can be the victim like you said but what's that going to do that's just going to keep creating more of the same or B, you can embrace the situation. You can somehow find it within yourself to say, you know what, I may not know exactly why this is happening, the deeper reasons for it, but what if it's for my greatest good? What if life, okay, in all its, in its giantness, in its big expressive reality, what if it's trying to get my attention to something that I hadn't been paying attention before, And what kind of person would I have to be if I started paying attention to that? And it's in committing to that change and creating that change within you that you literally begin to attract a different set of circumstances. People who you wouldn't expect start finding you. Things in the world around you reflect this internal state that you are feeling and experiencing from within yourself. It's amazing. Yeah, and it goes against what we're taught to think life is about and who we are and all that, but it truly is about surrendering your ego, your your negative victim mentality, surrendering it and accepting a greater possibility that you are not who you think you are and that you are something way greater than anybody has ever told you. And in doing that, things happen to you externally that support that internal decision because it's such a strong one
0: uh, you and i uh, seth share a very similar background we don't have to go into so much the details unless you like to but every morning that's basically what i'm starting with as a prayer if you will mode ani which is i accept i thank and i surrender it's that recognition what you're talking about the idea of knowing you know who I really am, where I really come from, and recognizing my place in this world. It's keeping it real. That's what I'm trying to say. Being thankful, being grateful, being grounded, staying humble. Successes, don't get crazy about them, but also don't get so crazy about the hard times either. Even when I didn't know as much, right, quote unquote, when I was younger, And I was an athlete, and I was competitive, and I learned from top-level coaches how to stay cool, calm, and collected, not to be so wildly up and down, no matter what the outside circumstances might be telling you. Hey, it's time to celebrate and go wild, or say, oh my God, I'm so depressed. You know, this up and down roller coaster ride, it taught me to just stay cool, calm and collected, and then as I got older, I see that that was really
1: valuable lesson, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's the vicissitudes, right? It's it's those ups and downs that when we don't have control of them or if we haven't brought them to a place that we can manage them, they create imbalance in our lives. So essentially, you are choosing to balance yourself by keeping your ego in check, by breathing gently, by trusting that even if you don't like the way things look on the outside, there's a part of you, there's a part of that that is teaching you something. And what kind of student are you? You know, uh, like, is a student who's like in the corner crying, feeling like a victim, just, you know, wishing it would end? Is that a good way to learn a lesson? Or, or is maybe being calm, paying attention being open, even if you don't see or hear or know what the exact lesson is, what do you think is going to teach you more, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. The teacher arrives when the student is ready, right? So if you're not ready, if you think that everything is just great only when things go well for you, and Seth, if you wanted to get into it more, whatever, whichever direction you want to get into, but I mean, you've known a low, just like some of the worst situations that i've been in and that i've even read about where and of course i know your your history a little bit as well but they are all learning experiences i mean i think on my own about someone out there who wrote an entire book about his horrific experience in the, uh, during the holocaust in a in a concentration camp victor frankl i mean You know, we are talking about the greatest power that no matter what is going on outside of us, I mean, nobody can know what that's like spending years in a concentration camp. But to have that inner perspective of where you really want to keep your attention, even when the most horrible things are happening to you, there is no doubt that is why Viktor Frankl survived versus a much bigger more powerful, strong, successful person on the outside world who just literally gives up all hope when they get captured by the Nazis. And soon after he gets captured and put into a concentration camp, these powerful, big, strong, healthy men would literally just die. I mean, that's the way Viktor Frankl had described it, because again, their perspective really, once they were incarcerated, was actually extremely weak and that's why they lost their lives.
1: Yeah. And who can blame them, right? A situation like what? that, you'd think that anybody would but it you know, and it's that book he mentioned, Victor Frankel, that it was the rare few that were able to transcend the conditions of their environment to be able to embrace the potential of something greater. Those aren't his words, but he said something to that effect. And those were the ones that he believed may have even caused the whole human species to take a quantum leap in their evolutionary potential. You know, and let's talk about that for a minute too, because I went through severe heroin addiction. Okay. Like let's let's bring everything out in the open here and just like talk about
0: sure.
1: I was so severely addicted to heroin and cocaine and crystal meth and everything. Okay. And I was doing massive amounts of this stuff to the degree that I was overdosing regularly. It was a disaster. It was a nightmare. My closest friends died, passed away. And I got to a point where I knew that if I kept going, it was going to kill me. And I made a decision in that moment, in those moments that I'm going to get clean. I'm going to transcend the limits of these stupid decisions that I made, you know, and the decisions may have been valid. You know, we do these things because we want to numb emotional pain instead of it, right? And what did I have to do? Because I, I kicked cold turkey. I literally stopped doing it. And when I finally stopped, kicked, never ever went and did it again. But I had to do what we're talking about here, but in a very direct way. I had to make my inner world of perception more real than the outer world around me. Right. Okay. And that takes... When people know how to do it, it's just a skill. It's like you learn how to do anything else. You practice, you know, hence meditation, which there's lots of different meditations, but through a very specific way, which is called heart-brain coherence, where you start breathing, you get into the heart. The heart has its own beat that when you're calm, if you're in a stressed out state and your body's producing stress hormones, your heart rate variability will be all jagged. But when you're calm and you're breathing, then the heart beats in like a sine wave. That's why I'm making that thing with my hand. But when you're in that, then that energy, the heart starts sending information to the brain. Then the brain starts sending information down to all the other organs of the body that are in alignment and coherence with the heart. When you get into that state and you practice getting into it, the way you think and the way you feel is very different than when you're allowing the external environment to control the way you think and feel. So you are choosing to create a new elevated state of being based upon an internal state that you can get into by choosing to by practicing and when you're in that state suddenly the world isn't this big scary awful place and everybody's fighting with each other those are just parts of the world that are unaware that there is this beauty this majesty this incredible force that is animating our being and gifting us the opportunity to exist
0: you know, Seth, just to talk about some of the different people I know who actually went through concentration camps, they, they ended up coming out of it extremely bitter, angry people. And even Viktor Frankl talked about like sort of what you're you're getting into now. It's almost with a compassionate heart that you actually view people who don't get it, if you will, everything you're talking about, who just run around like trying to control everything and be vicious with people and have horrible agendas. They're just completely disconnected people. That doesn't mean that you have to be that way. That Viktor Frankl actually would actually look at his captors, right? These Nazi soldiers. And he just kind of, he looked at them as just being twisted, right? But not in a judgmental way. It was just like he felt bad for them when they're literally making him walk in the cold with no shoes on, and it's just pointing a gun at him, and the fear of being shot to death, I mean, over and over and over again, and just still, like you say, his insides, his point of view is very different than a lot of people might tend to go in, in a different direction, you know?
1: That it, What a beautiful example, when you can have compassion for your jailers, which is, something that I practiced diligently when I was in there, not even knowing that he said that is, I didn't associate that with that. But in there, when I first got into prison, it was like, you are the biggest victim in the world. You are angry at the government. You're angry at everybody and everything. The guy who set me up, all of that for being in that. But when you choose to have compassion, for all of it even the people that quote unquote betrayed you Mm. you rise above the levels of your own self limitations you literally begin to open yourself up to a whole new world that's always available it's there for everybody it's always there but as long as we're living in a stressed out fight or flight state of being and identifying more with the past than our you know, our now or our future, then we are going to forever be living in a downward spiral of the past. But you open your heart like that. I'm telling you, life comes to your rescue. And it it literally gives you opportunities and presents things for you to happen because it wants you to stay in this state. And it's literally providing everything you need to be able to do that. But you have to do it. That's the main thing.
0: How important, again, to maybe lighten things up a little bit, but also keeping it real. How important is it just not to take things so personally, not to be so self-centered? One of the biggest things I've talked about many times in many of my shows, Seth, and I'm pretty sure I've shared it with you, these whole anger issues when I was younger, you know, and I got over that and I was able to deal with people on such a better level Even in the face of people being really horrific with me or at me, if you will, my wife would often say, how could you do that? But she knows how I could deal with it. I wouldn't internalize it as, they're attacking me. How could they do that to me? I'm going to strike back and get them back. No, I would just constantly be other person centered And I think that's what this is all about as well. It's just getting, like you say, getting outside of just yourself. What happened to you, Seth? How people did something to you? And it's more like you just turn it around and you start viewing things as, well, what can I do now? And of course, even best, what can I do now for others? Which is, you know, you wrote this book for other people and that's what's making you happy—is how you can contribute to the well-being of others. I mean, what a better, what's better to spend your time doing than what I just described?
1: Mm, thank you. Yeah, you know, look, you know, I look at this world and I think, what is my son going to inherit for a, a future world? Other kids and people who have families what what kind of world are they going to inherit and so when i get out of my fears when i disassociate with who i think i am and what the world has taught me and i make this internal state more valuable more prioritized than my fears of the past then suddenly I'm making new decisions, I'm attracting new opportunities, and I'm able to make things work in a way that I never would have been able to had I stayed stuck in this stressed out imprisonment of the past. So, yes.
0: So, I mean, all of this transformation that you had, would you say that it all happened while you were in prison? Was it an evolving situation? Kind of walk us through it a little bit. You know, you get out after three plus years. I mean, what it what does that feel like? You know, walk us through it, you know?
1: It's an ever evolving process, okay? It's, it's something I think that even the most dis, quote unquote disconnected person in the world knows about or feels to a certain level, you know? But we're so used to perceiving things from the outside in instead of the inside out that we just are used to we have we created a habit out of perceiving things the way the world is feeding them to us but when we realize that we have the ability to affect the world instead of being affected by it it causes us to question who we're being you know whether your eyes are open or closed you can carry these states of being with you no matter what and for me i had to there were times when i was really in alignment with this, and then times when I wasn't. But through the course of my life, by being the observer, you know, the observational person who's looking at my own life experience, I could see these trends that were serving me and making me feel good or not. And eventually you just start self correcting because you're like, well, it feels way better when I'm in alignment with my heartbeat, with you know, the natural rhythms of my body than to not be. And when you yep. look at the things that are going to take you out of it, you're like, okay, bad food, bad thoughts, you know, these lower emotions that you're staying stuck in. And you just choose to dissociate with those more and more. It, You know what it is? It's, it's a reprioritization of values. Okay. And that's what I continuously revisited throughout many junctures of my life to the degree where it finally got to a point where I was like, you know what? Money and this way of life and this competitive mindset that everybody thinks is what is normal is not normal. That's not healthy. It doesn't feel right. What's normal to me is we're on the back of this living planet that has been giving all of her inhabitants life forever. That is in literally a solar system. That's inside of a galaxy. That's inside of a universe. Mm -hmm. We are part of something that is so grand and so alive and so structured. And that is much more congruent with reality than this whole dog eat dog. I need to survive state of mind that most people have, you know, become enslaved into believing is reality. So It's a reprioritization of values, right? And that's what people have to come to terms with on their own. And that's what I had to come to terms with. Like, do I really, how much do I love my life? You know, how much do I appreciate the fact that even though I can control my breathing, something is happening that's causing me to breathe regardless of who I think I am or what I think the past was or happened to me the more you allow yourself to place value on that and you condition yourself and you train yourself to realize that that's where the true value is, the more the gift of that value becomes self-evident in your perception of self and reality. And it's amazing how the circumstances of your environment change in a way to reflect this internal state. And for me, it's like, it's really... Like I said, I've been through this enough times that when I feel how beautiful it feels to be in this balanced state inside of me, and I see the circumstances of my life reflecting that, that feels better than anything else that I've ever done. You know, all the dysfunctional behaviors that I thought were, that felt good, like drugs, none of that felt good. You know, all of the addiction to literally... The st- most of us live addicted to our own stress hormones and we don't we think that's normal you know none of that has any it, it only has value as long as we keep feeding our addiction to it our belief to it but when we form a new habit and instead get addicted to breathing being in a state of calm to smiling to choosing to feel elevated emotions for no reason at all because that's the other thing is and this whole reprioritization of values is we're taught that, you know, we have to, the way we feel is contingent upon some external thing. Like I'll feel good when I get this amount of money or right. I get this car or when I, and you feel good for a second and then it goes away. But when you realize that you can create these internal feelings inside of you for no reason at all other than you're choosing to, that is is empowerment. And that is something that everybody has the ability to do. And that is making the internal world of energy, of wellness, of perception, more real and more valid than your perception of the world around you. Okay, And by doing that, balance comes back into your life. Everything comes back into your life.
0: I'm reminded of two things as I'm listening to you talk. My spiritual mentor would talk to me about how, you know, us as human beings, we stand straight up so our mind is on top of our heart. There's nothing wrong with emotions and to feel. It's great. But even back—and I could relate this—my spiritual mentor made so much sense to me because of my athletic background and the extensive amount of coaching that I received— to perform a very high level of athletics, this idea that you should never let your emotions lead. You should always have your mind lead over your heart. It is so important to give great thought to the things that you're going to do, even if it's a certain feeling, to just think about it more. And it just keeps your life, as you were saying, in a good direction that only attracts more goodness. And, and it's just an important thing. I'll stop right there to get your thoughts on it. But yeah, just uh, thoughts and your mind over emotions.
1: Love it. Absolutely. I mean, it's common sense in many ways. Like, if we are negative and angry and bitter and going through these emotional ups and downs, what do we think? How do we think we're going to be relating with others? What kind of energy are we going to be putting out into the world? Right? probably we're going to be putting that negative, angry, bitter energy out in the world. So can right. we expect, I think Einstein, somebody said, you can't change the world with the same level of thinking that created it. I don't know who said that, but somebody said. Right, right. That.
0: And and, uh, and also Einstein's great definition of insanity, you know, expecting things to change. They're going to change. If, as long as I just keep acting the same way over and over and over again, eventually it's going to change. No, it isn't.
1: And so in that is the beauty and the wisdom. So anybody can put this to the test and see if it's true. Be negative, be bitter, be angry, and see if your life gets better, you know, Mm -hmm. while you're silently hoping something's going to change. Or do the rare thing, which it seems pretty rare at this point, but calm down. Learn to love life, even if you don't like the way it looks on the outside. And then watch what kind of energy you're putting out into the world and how that attracts a different level of experience, of energy, of perception. It changes very quick the more committed to that we become.
0: And Seth, somebody out there who's feeling anxious or depressed, and we've already talked about this quite a bit, you're really into your own thing, but now you get outside of it. What's a great cure? Let's keep it real. I'm sure you could talk about it. Just think about somebody else and do more than just think about somebody else. Go out and try to help somebody out and watch how different your life is, right? From just getting outside and away from yourself.
1: Yes. Service. It's, you know, selfless service. You know, we're so focused on being selfish according to our stress-driven needs of the past, but when we get into these heart-coherent states that we've been talking about, you become selfless. You're not so focused on your own survival needs and you're in a state of calm. You're in a state of trust. And when you're in that state, you learn to love yourself and life again and you want to share that with others. You want others to feel the same way or similar because you know that's what's going to make your life, their life, and the world a better place for all.
0: So where do we go from here, Seth? Uh, Your main message of your book, maybe we finish up with that a little bit and of course tell people where they can find more about you. Maybe just talk a little bit also about what you're up to these days right now.
1: Okay. So the main message of my book is essentially this. No matter what you go through, no matter what challenges you face, as long as you can surrender to them through the heart by trusting that whatever is happening is for your greatest good. And if you can find a way to love it or appreciate it, which are all qualities of the heart, then it's amazing how quickly you can get through those challenges and feel the presence of something guiding you that is much greater than yourself. So I did it. Other people are doing it. We all have the potential to do it and be This energy, this beautiful energy that's animating our being, we can live in harmony and in accordance with it. And that's what I want people to realize, to take responsibility for themselves, to really create new states of elevated being where you feel good and you trust life. And that will, as we've been saying this whole time, lead to so many beautiful and profound things. And now there's a lot of people, enough people in the world who are doing this. So there's support. You know, which is, they can go to my blog, I'mAwakeNowWhat.com. That's just my own personal blog. And it's a place where I have other people sharing things and we're putting it together to make it like an inspirational thing to help people get into these states and sustain them. Because feeling it once in a while isn't enough. We have to be able to sustain it throughout every day. And that's where the rubber meets the road, right? And that's where people can use some support. So there's that. I own a wonderful raw food snack company called Living Nuts that we've had for a long time. Um, And I have a spring water company where we preserve one of the last great natural sources of spring water in the world. Yes. And, you know, it's it goes deep. So without going into how deep all this is, it's profound tourmalinespring.com. And I'm sure Jonathan will have the links to all that.
0: Yeah, we will. We will. I, lo- I love the water. Living nuts, uh, N-U-T-Z. Living nuts is a uh, great selection of nuts as well. Sprouted nuts, right? That's a, that's a big difference too, not just raw nuts. Kind of hard on the digestive system. I know you've gone through some of that stuff too, right? Yes.
1: Yes. I've been through extreme health challenges before. And yep. you know, the closer our diet is, the less processed our foods are, the yep. better the body is able to process it. You know, Again, something that we think would be common sense, but we've been so conditioned to perceive things in another way, we just have to get back to a little bit. That's all. just Some gentle or extreme nudgings back into alignment.
0: And I think where the rubber meets the road, just to finish up with one more point to kind of test ourselves all the time, Seth, when I listen to you at the end here, it's so cool when I think back about all the horrible things, right, quote unquote, the really stressful terrible things that nobody would wish on anybody else, the things I've gone through in my past. If anyone would ask me that trick question, Jonathan, if you could go back, would you like to have avoided all those things? What would you do so that that stuff wouldn't have happened to you? And I often think about any of the stuff that happened to me. I'm sure you can relate to what I'm about to say. You know what? I wouldn't change a thing, especially when it comes to the relationship I now have with my wife, and basically my relationship with anybody for that matter, how I navigate through every challenge that I go through now. Thank God I went through what I did because all those things taught me things that I find are invaluable now every single day. What are your thoughts as we close out?
1: Absolutely. I would say the exact same thing. To embrace everything that happened, When you get into these states and you feel what it's like, you wouldn't want to change anything because everything that happened to you brought you right through what you needed to experience and then eventually to this place where you can transcend the limits and the confines of your past history and your past self. So you actually wouldn't trade any of that stuff in because it is what got you to this point where you can learn and grow. So, yes, well said.
0: It's a great show, brother. It's been too long since I've seen you and talked to you about stuff, and I know now more than ever I had to get you on the podcast because there is too much negativity that too many people dwell on, and life is so short and precious. Let's get busy focusing on the things that we really want to do in our life, and I couldn't agree with you more. The power in that is something that All those controllers out there couldn't even touch. So think about that. The next time we want to be upset, we're going to be positive. The next time we're going to be afraid, we're going to be grateful and appreciate. I mean, it will destroy any darkness goes away like that just by getting a flashlight and shining a light on it. Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And sustaining it like doing it once is not enough we got to keep doing it until it becomes a new way of being but i did it i did it in an environment that was not supporting that every single day was hell on earth you could say but i learned to love it to rise above it not to love it but to appreciate what it was teaching me sure. and it's and we're all going through that now you know as a species, we. Everything that has happened with COVID and all that are almost like the, it's very similar to what many of us have gone through or what I, especially what I've gone through in reference to this book. We are now seeing that our freedoms, you know, who we think we are, all these things are not as free as we thought. And as we're feeling the intensity of being, having others make decisions for us, we can either be victims and feel bad about it, which is just going to hurt us, or we can say, you know what? I might not be able to see the greater picture in all this, but I trust it's there. And I'm going to stay the course until somehow, some way, something blesses me with a different, greater perspective of it all. And if you stay in there, it will. So
0: great, great message, Seth. We will definitely never give up pushing out this good message. And thanks a lot for being with us. I really appreciate you, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jonathan.
0: Take care.